This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Even when you have access to great beer, there still can be something missing in your community. Your own local brewery. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting, I'm a music producer, and have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself to be an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest, and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. In this episode, I'm in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Out in the Fraser Valley is the community of Maple Ridge. Established in spring of 2015, Maple Meadows Brewing Company was the first local brewery to open in the area and has become a fixture in the community. Uh, My name is Carlo. I'm the owner and brewer. My name is Dan, and I'm one of the brewers. And where are we? We're in Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Uh, this area is known as uh, Maple Meadows, all this area, because we are uh, neighbors with uh, Pit Meadows. So it's like a big, big city, one big city, Pit Meadows, Maple Ridge. So does the name like kind of inspire like a joint collaboration between the two places? Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's beautiful. We're in the valley. Uh, in, the, in the Fraser Valley. Why did you decide to open up here? Well, the main reason was the bylaw in the city. <laughs> I tried first opening in uh, another couple of cities, but the bylaw were a little bit tight, uh, not, not, not easy for new breweries opening. So that's why I moved all the way here. And then Dan, how did you come into this? Um, I was actually his first customer, and from the day he opened, I've been bugging him for a job. Um, <laughs> I've been a home brewer for seven years, And I just really wanted to work part-time in the industry, you know, just to get some experience. So, Carlo, uh, how long have you been brewing then? I've been brewing for almost 14 years, home brewing. Right. And then did you did you ever work for a brewery anywhere? Never. No? Never, ever. No, no, no. no. So so why why did you want to open a brewery then? I think it's um, every home brewer's uh, dream to own a microbrewery. So it was my dream before I started home brewing. And then I had the chance to do it. And yeah, I started. What's been the response so far? Very good. Very good, I will say. I mean, uh, we have lots of um, regular customers, and it's it's very nice relationship with them because uh, they we ask them what they like, what they don't like. We can kind of adapt mm-hmm. to the taste of the of the town, and and we are like trying new stuff as well, and it's it has been very welcome. Because the community is not that big here, is it? So. No, no. It's a small community, and, and actually that was the my idea, my vision, to be, not to be a big brewery, being more like the neighborhood brewery, kind of the local baker or the local butcher, kind of that. So what is the size of your brew house here? Brew house is five barrel. 
five-barrel brew house. And three, actually two fermenters, two 10-barrel fermenters, and one bright 10-barrel as well. How many times of the week are you brewing? Twice a month, I would say. Right. Twice a month. Yeah. And then, Dan, you came here, and I believe I had your first brew here, actually. Yeah, that was the Black IPA. Uh, that was a recipe that I brewed with uh, my homebrew partner. Uh, we'd been making it for a couple of years, and it was we figured the best recipe that we'd made so far, so Carlo let us make it. What, what did you think when he, when he came to you and said, hey, I want to make a Black IPA? Oh, yeah, I was completely open, yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you try the homebrew version that he did? I tried it, yeah, yeah but yeah. I really want him to be involved, mm-hmm. and, and he's a very good brewer. Dan, what do you bring that's that's just a little different? you think to the process um, i'm very involved with the community i go to all the beer festivals you know i follow all the breweries so i kind of know what's going on in in the brewing world and i give him some insight and give him some tips what have you seen uh carlo that dan's brought to the process has it has, has it changed your thinking at all about how to brew i yeah i will say i'm a little bit more conservative brewer i when i start home brewing that 14 years ago we didn't have that many options, that many, I mean, internet was not as what is today, right? So pretty much back then we have just one supplier in the whole Vancouver area and limited recipes. We, I say we because the the community back then was a small community of homebrewers. And I think I got this this kind of uh, being more conservative, being more like not that open. And Dan is... I'm constantly pushing Carlo to try some new styles, use some different ingredients and uh, make better beers. So what have you done then, Dan, um, since the Black IPA here? Uh, I made a double IPA, which was a huge success. That was our one-year anniversary ale. Mm -hmm. Um, Maple Ridge just loved it. We're almost out of it right now. (laughs) And and that's that's still the original one that's that's back there? Like, yeah, the that's the one there. Yeah. I think we're in the last keg right now. All right. And uh, what else I mean, apart from that? Um, just I've helped out with almost every brew that we've done. I I try to let Carlo do most of the recipes. I don't want to make a big mistake. Or Yeah, usually when there is some new hops on the market, I ask him and he knows. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm like, uh, oh, it's a new hops around there. And he knows, oh, yeah, I tried it before in that beer and that beer. So that's always helpful. And I like that very much. And one of the different ones that's actually stood out for me that I haven't actually seen uh, another BC brewery do is the Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what inspired you to do that one? Uh, well, I'm Mexican, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. And that's uh, a style of beer that I really like. Besides the, the beer itself, I like the history of that beer because it's uh, a part of my Mexican history. It's a Viennese Mexican lager. So I don't know if you're familiar, but in the 19th century, it was a huge um, Austrian and German immigration to Mexico. We had an emperor down in Mexico, and that it was like an interesting story. And that immigration, that, that Austrian and German immigration, it was lots of people, lots, lots of crafty people, bakers, uh, clockmakers, uh, farmers, and brewers. So they open breweries in Mexico and they start brewing that style of beer. And it was a huge challenge for us because neither of us had ever brewed a lager before. So we weren't sure how it was going to turn out. And uh, it was very successful. He did a great job. Yeah, exactly. And and actually, we are in the second batch right now. It's uh, ready to go. We just pretty much sold out the first batch and we have the second back to back. So it's been uh, really well accepted by the community then? Well, actually, uh, we had a lot of people coming into the brewery asking for lagers. 
some people would even walk out because we didn't have one. So we figured let's brew a beer that the community is really going to like. And what, and what challenges is it then? Because, you know, you're mostly doing ales. Is there any challenge with the setup that you have to, to do a lager here? Well, the main challenge, I mean, we have the controls, the temperature controls and everything to do it. But the main challenge for a small brewer like us is that it takes longer. So it takes up to three months to have it ready. So that limits our capacity to brew more beer, right? More batches. So it's not very... Uh, efficient in the business side, but we really want to brew it and we really want to give the, the community what they want. So that's why we do it. What challenge did you face in, in the initial startup of, of this? You know, how long did it take people to start coming in and, and being regulars? Um, I think that side has been easy, like kind of easy, like the the acceptance from the people in, in, in Maple Ridge, but it's more all the bureaucracy thing mm-hmm. all the paperwork all the uh, liquor board things and yeah that's has been challenging because it's a very very high regulated industry so mm-hmm. well how long did it take for dan as your first customer to to arrive oh he was there before i opened <laughs> i was lining up outside the door looking in eagerly anticipating the first brewery in maple ridge oh, like did you have a tent outside and you <laughs> camped out like, <laughs> no i didn't but uh no, I just, my goal was to be the first customer. Where, where do you go from here? Like, uh, are you wanting to expand anymore? Or? I really want to. I wish I, we could expand more, um, have a little bit more space. Now we have uh, around 1,200 uh, square feet. So I really want to have a little bit bigger space and have a lounge area. So, and, and a patio, right? But yeah, I need more more space. Maybe in the next couple of years, I will be able to to find another location and expand. Uh, have you gone to any restaurants, or you know, what what what's your reach? Yeah, we've gone gone to a couple of, uh, restaurants in Maple Ridge. We haven't gone outside of that. We don't really have the capacity to be sending out a lot of kegs, so we'll just keep it local and try and try and focus all of our sales in the tasting room. Is there anybody locally that? Uh is really inspiring you at the moment. Well, I'm constantly trying all the different beers that are produced in BC and they're always inspiring me to try and try and step up our game. You know, guys like Four Winds, uh, Parallel 49, they're always making some amazing beers. Do you get any uh, imports from Mexico that you want to try and emulate as well? Uh, no yet, no yet, but uh, I really want to try to make a, a black lager, dark lager, a, a bock. Uh, there is one really, really popular in Mexico. It's a seasonal beer, and I love it. It's called Noche Buena. It's a Christmas lager. So, yeah, we're going to give it a try. This Christmas? Exactly, yeah. All right. Do you have any food trucks that come out here on the front on the weekends? Unfortunately not. The landlord doesn't like it. So, yeah, that's another reason we want to move eventually, yeah. If, uh, there's a food truck that's always parked directly across the street, and we've got the pizza pizza and sushi right beside us and a, an amazing bakery and we encourage our customers to go shop shop local and bring bring the food in and have it with their beer and actually the bakery next door uh, it's called Hansen and Gretel uh, they bake a wonderful bread wheat or beer we give them beer and they bake and actually it's called Maple Meadows Loaf it's very good what would you give um, as advice to anybody wanting to start a brewery for themselves. One thing that I told with other brewery owners is always budget 50% more time and 50% more money to start. 
Yeah. I think that's what pretty much everybody says. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Big thanks to Carlo and Dan for letting me chat with them at the brewery. Stop by the brewery and fill up your growler with their great rotating tap options out there. Uh, I had uh, the Mexican lager while I was out there, as well as their great session IPA as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with new releases of the podcast and want to support this independently produced series, you can do so at Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Alternatively, you can subscribe to iTunes and many other major podcasting platforms. For more information to follow this podcast series, head to cascadian.beer. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Cascadian Beer or at Cascadian Beer. That works as well. I can't believe it. I'm already at episode five. I've been having a great time putting these episodes together for you, and your feedback is much appreciated as well. If you want to send some comments about the show, uh, things you like, don't like, maybe some uh, breweries that you want me to go chat to in the Cascadia area, you can do so by emailing the tap at cascadian.beer, or you can send me a message on any of the social media platforms as well. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, remember, support your local. <laughs>